podcast from the unknown. I'm not doing the unknown thing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so sorry that we're a day late. I um, oh my god, I I feel I feel sneezy like just thinking about it. I had a really bad allergy day yesterday, and I sneezed literally for like twelve hours straight. So, and I reaped the benefits of that by being lazy with you and not leaving the couch. Yeah. So I was like, if we record, I'm going to sneeze through it. And I don't, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to put you guys through that. So we just waited until today, which is fine Mm -hmm. because I mean, what else is there to do on a Monday night? So many things, (laughs) so many (laughs) other things. Um, Okay. So we side note. What? I want some of this candy. <laughs> I know. We bought each other Easter candy and we made like little cute little Easter baskets, but it was really premature because Easter's not for like a little less than a week. So mm-hmm. now we have to stare at this really delicious candy. And There's like suckers and warheads and Twizzlers. I love peeps. And chocolate. Mm. It all looks really good. Okay. And it's right, right next to me. Oh my God. And there's, oh God. Okay. Um, so we didn't realize until like a few days after we recorded that we didn't say what we were going to do this week. We did not. Um, but Jules picked this week's topic. You want to go ahead and yes. say what so we're going to do? So we're doing cults this week. Cults. And I realized that I say it weird. So C-U-L-T-S. Cults. Yes. <laughs> not to be confused with the band. band. Cults. Um, should I get a, should I just like go ahead and grab these popsicle sticks really quick while, yeah, we, go uh, ahead. Yeah. Do you want to do that first? Yeah, let's well, go ahead and do it first. No, no, fuck it. Let's okay. do it first. Okay. We'll see what we're going to do next week before we even finish this week. <laughs> Man, I hope it's something not like about crazy people about crazy humans right may, may, hopefully it's something fucking alien or something hopefully hopefully whatever's on this stick we're doing yeah no matter what okay let's do it oh my god the noise i know i'm so <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry i forgot i keep forgetting what we're doing mm-hmm. okay are you ready yeah this feels like a good one all right let's see aliens <gasps> no i swear aliens what the fuck are the uh <laughs> I got my wish. So coming uh, this Easter sticks? Sunday, aliens. Aliens. That's really cool because I have like quite a few alien topics. That did you I want to leave have. these out so we don't draw them? No, again? I think we put the other ones that we did back because we were like, oh, we're gonna like redo these again in the future. Aliens. You spoke aliens. into existence. Good deal. Okay, I'm excited about that. Actually, that yeah, changes same. things. I'm gonna flick this little piece of. Oh my god, please don't. With this don't stick. do it. What if like, is, are you kidding me? Okay, no clue where no. it went. What? Oh god. <laughs> okay. I'm just fucking shit up. <laughs> we should not ever record on a Monday again. It went really far, I think. Like really far. It's because it's a Monday. That's going to be what I'm blaming it on. Not because I'm a child who had a little bit of sugar right before we recorded. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know you were going to Yeah. I, I'm just going to tell myself I somehow made it in the trash, which is impossible because it's like in another room closed, but I think I'd made it. We can just say that I did. 
Okay. The so most unprofessional. We did decide that you were going to go yes. first because yours is kind of long-ish. I just hit my mic. It's we okay. lost like get all of our to- listeners get it like, together, really fast today. Usually they make it to the next, to the first like five minutes. We're mm-hmm. yeah. not even there. So I'm really interested in yours because you told me who, who slash what it was, but I've never heard of the, yes. but the thing is, is that I, Colt as a, as a whole does not interest me. Only like specific Colt stories have mm-hmm. piqued my interest, including the one that I chose to do for mm-hmm. my topic. But other than that, I've never really been too interested in Colts. I follow like a Colts podcast, but I don't, um, if I'm going to be really honest, I've only maybe listened to like one or two. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not like a big cult person either. This was kind of just one of those things where you and I had discussed that one that you're doing before. And it's so crazy. And I, I want to know more about that. So the best way for me to learn about it is for you to talk about it. And we, at least... Not that I remember. I don't think we've ever done it before. I don't think we have either. Actually, I know we haven't. Um, we've done a lot of murder. We've done a lot of like missing persons. But I Colts is a new one. Yeah, it's yeah, a new I one for us. At least not that I remember. So, if um somebody else besides me or Jules did do Colts in the past, I apologize. I, I don't remember your episode. I'm so I sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, so do you want to go ahead and yeah, get, or do you want to talk about how was your weekend? It was it's great. Monday. It is so Monday. Let's you can tell me about your weekend. I mean, you were with me the whole weekend, but it was great. I, I mean, I loved every. I love all my weekends with you. What I was your favorite part? Uh, getting to sit on the couch and play Fallout. Yeah, that was pretty good, and it was like gross weather wise and like chilly and rainy yesterday mm-hmm. i don't mind rainy but chilly can fuck off i'm over it yeah same um about that with that bullshit yeah it was pretty good we just play a lot of fallout and i read in between playing yeah and we're pretty boring we, we live a, a semi-boring life yeah but i prefer it that way yeah I'm how content. was how was your weekend good what was your favorite part i the sneeze attack well, no god no we went to half price books on saturday and i hit the fucking jackpot so yeah, that did. like that was my favorite part but also like oh my god i feel a sneeze coming you should not have said the word i'm sorry my brain is like we also have cats that's true um so yeah that was a really good but like a really good part but also just hanging out yeah and playing fallout that's always a really good time yeah um <laughs> Your little voice spikes were so little. Were they? They were so tiny oh, when you whispered that. Defeated. Okay. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. You go ahead and start. I'm really interested because I've not heard. So this. mine is called the People's Temple Cult. Um, it is also known as the um, Jonestown Massacre, which I always want to say Johnstown. It is not Jonestown. Jonestown. <laughs> Um, it occurred on November 18th, 1978. Um, before September, the September 11th attacks, this was the largest number of American casualties in a non-natural event. Wow. According to... Okay, so 
All of my information came from rollingstone.com. Yeah. I will just quote it. I have a lot of quotes in here. I don't really want to say it after everyone. So just know that's, okay. that that's where my information yeah. came from. I mean, and just like disclaimer, anytime we're presenting these, like a lot of the times these words are not our own. No. We've changed some stuff up. And yeah, we've pieced together stuff from like multiple different websites and articles that we've read, but we don't own any of it. It wouldn't make sense if I said it the way that in my brain is. Yeah, I want to and say we don't it. want to confuse you guys. So, so the rolling or rollingstone.com, it will obviously be linked, but just a disclosure. Just to get it out like, now. I don't. I mean, I literally wrote it after every one and i don't feel like doing that so just no according to rollingstone.com <laughs> i literally according over. to rollingstone.com yeah yeah um okay these casualties happened due to people drinking poison after their leader reverend jim jones encouraged it the deaths happened in a secluded south american jungle and more than 900 people died including children wow i've seen 900 to 909 so i said more than 900 but it was like most yeah. documented 900 yeah um, Jen, 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 Jim Jones. <laughs> oh God, oh, we're a mess. <laughs> so this Jim is, Jones. Jim Jones. Timothy. Jim. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. Um, oh boy. Was a, okay. He was a white minister who preached unconventional socialist and progressive ideas to predominantly African-American groups called the people's temple okay um so this is important because at the time he was preaching racial and social equality okay um so he seemed to mean well at the he meaned well yes and um this was obviously a huge deal because this was a time when you know like this he he actually started um his like church and stuff in i believe it's the 50s i will get to that but okay so it's it's like right around the time of like segregation and all of so it was it was a huge deal right um at its most popular point in the 70s the temple had a few thousand members and it was even said that harvey milk was a part of the cult do you know who harvey milk is i do yeah okay for those who do not know harvey milk was a civil rights leader who was actually the first openly gay elected official in the u.s yeah um by 1977, Jones was paranoid over media coverage over the temple's suspicious activities, so he, along with some followers, moved to an agricultural settlement, Jonestown, in... I'm not going to say the name right. And I knew I should have asked you before you started recording. What is it? What? G-U-Y-A-N-A. Ghana? Guana? Guana? I think it's Guana, yeah. G-U-Y-A-N-A? G-U-Y... Yeah, yeah, I think. We're, we'll say that's what it is. What are we saying it is? Gowana. Gowana? Well, we apologize if that's not that's correct. That's right, not right. Um, which is a remote part east of Venezuela. Okay, yeah. Rolling Stone, in parentheses. Right, according Rolling to Stone. Rolling Stone. <laughs> Literally, in parentheses, Rolling Stone. Um, U.S. Congressman Leo... So, I'm giving you the basics. I'll get into details about Leo Ryan. Okay. Um, I know... My mom kind of said something about him when I called her. Yeah, but that's okay. Just pretend you didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, so U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan was concerned about the welfare of the followers and decided to fly to Jonestown to check on everyone in November of 1978. 
After looking over the settlement, Leo Ryan and four other people were shot to death by the Temple gunmen at an airstrip. Um, after this visit and the murder of Leo Ryan, Jim Jones panicked even more and convinced his followers to drink cyanide-laced punch, starting with the children. So, okay, so this guy came because he was like, something fishy's going on. Yes. And then he went, and just to further prove that something fishy was going on, they killed him. Yes. Um, Which so- is just like, if you wanted it to not be fishy... Killing the guy that came to prove that maybe it was legit was probably not your best move. Correct. Well, so Leo Ryan actually is super um, important because he did a lot of stuff like that. Okay. If he felt like there was something that wasn't, that was fishy, he would go and check it out himself. Right. Like he was, he was like, um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. I keep wanting to say activist, but I don't know if that's the correct word to use. He, he just was looking out for a lot of people, basically. He wanted right. the best for a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, Jim Jones was found dead with a gunshot wound to his head. And there is, however, speculation of him either taking his own life via the gunshot wound or his nurse, Annie Moore, shooting him before she shot herself in the exact same way. So I'm very confused because you can definitely tell... If somebody shot themselves, yes, by where the bullet entered and where it exited, well, it looked like he could have either done it or she could have done it and then committed suicide. The exact like they their bullet wounds were in the exact same position. Hmm. It's very weird, very weird. But I will get into all that. Okay. Um, this is also where the popular expression "drinking the Kool Aid" came from. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I've always wondered. Um, some people say that the reason Jim Jones was the way he was was because of his childhood. As a kid, Jones had a need to control people and would often make his friends be his captive audience while playing. He even locked his quote unquote quote. He even <laughs> locked. <laughs> this oh is my a God. fucking mess. We get it, Jules. We get it. Okay, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote quote. Starting an a quote. Do you say? Do you say quote unquote or do you say quote and then end quote? No, quote, unquote, like you're coming out of the quote, right? Yes, but do you say quote, then say like, the quote, and then say unquote? No, you say quote. Um, I, <laughs> I'm like peanut butter, unquote. That's it. Okay, then why do people say quote, unquote, before they start their sentence? Because it just like, they say it that way, they don't have to end the quote. Like they're unquote? like, this is the quote here. <laughs> Well, it sounds and like the a more we word. say it, it doesn't sound we real. We sound like we're drunk or something right now. Well, anyway, can continue. Okay. We get okay. So it doesn't matter. We get I'm that all keep, of this I'm is like one big quote, okay. yeah, basically. It's not one big quote. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking plagiarize the website. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't have to do that. I mean, you I'm just can gonna keep reading. Let's okay. just let, right. let's just fucking move okay. on. This has gotten out of control. Um, this is so dysfunctional. This is the most dysfunctional one. It's we've okay, had. it's all right. It's still we're learning. Okay, like you're <laughs> still, still teaching learning every day. <laughs> still <laughs> learning. You're teaching me things. So okay, well, it's it's like yes, dysfunctional, but there is some functionality because I I feel like I'm I'm learning things because yeah. I've been like you've been drinking. I've said drinking the Kool Aid, yes. and now I know where it came it's from. It's also not politically correct because it wasn't Kool Aid, but we'll get into that. Wait a minute. It wasn't Kool-Aid? It I was thought not it was cyanide-laced Kool-Aid. Cyanide also, laced Kool-Aid. People Did like, you just say that? It was cyanide-laced cyanide punch. 
punch. punch. I'm so sorry. Fruit punch is disgusting. But also, keep in mind, Ugh. though, like, a lot of fucking people died. So when people hear, like, survivors of it's this, shitty. people are like, that's really fucked up, man. I didn't know. I claim ignorance because I had no idea. No, I and didn't if know where I, that came if from. if I knew... The context i wouldn't have been yeah. willy-nilly throwing it around also i wouldn't have said kool-aid if it's fucking fruit punch fruit it's punch, is... punch it's an off brand i'm getting there oh so it's I'll not g- it's not it's not affiliated with any certain brands <laughs> no it's affiliated with a brand it's just not kool-aid brand oh it's i was thinking hawaiian punch it's not no, hawaiian it's not hawaiian punch <laughs> disgusting okay Ugh. It's all gross. Hawaiian Punch don't ever sponsor us, I guess. No, but Kool-Aid can. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid can. is... That shit is Actually, good. Kool-Aid, we need to have a conversation about your uh, Berry Scary. Scary Berry Blackberry. Scary Blackberry. That's now Scary Berry. You've ruined it in my childhood, so and, thank like, you. And, like, put more sugar in it. What happened to all the sugar? They were, like, 50% less sugar. I don't give a shit. I'm a grown-ass fucking adult. If I want fucking cavities, I, want I will give myself 100% fucking sugar, then give it to me, okay? Exactly. It's okay if my fucking teeth rot out of my head, because clearly I made that choice. Exactly. Little kids, you know. It would be blamed, It would be blamed on their parents or that. Yeah, but it's like their baby teeth. They're going to fucking fall out anyway. Because <laughs> of the rotted. Right? Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, as a kid, Jones had a need to control people and would often make his friends be his captive audience while playing. He even locked his young friends in a barn at one point. Just casually. He's like casually getting the fucking locked barn. Locked them in there. Okay. Um, he would perform experiments on animals and when he would die, when they would die, he would hold funerals for them. He'd be like, oh my God, I killed it. Now it's time to have a funeral. Yes. According to a childhood friend, Jones was obsessed with religion and death. He, he said he saw Jones kill a cat with a knife and he was also obsessed with Adolf Hitler. Oh my God. So this guy is like all over the place. From like a very young age, apparently. Yes. Um, he, it was said that he was impressed with Adolf Hitler committing suicide to prevent himself from being captured and humiliated. No, it's not. He wasn't going to be humiliated. He was going to be held for his fucking bullshit that he did. But that is in Jones's head. That's what like was happening. And he was impressed with that. Oh, like he thought that was a noble action to take. Um, so now we're kind of jumping back. So this was kind of like, I gave you the major gist of what happened. Now I'm going to kind of get into like the smaller the details. details. So in 1955, Jim found... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just needed to come out. Okay. <laughs> Did I scare you? You scared the shit out of me. I'm I was like, like, do it quietly. That wasn't and quiet I'm so, at all. I'm, I'm so sorry. This spike it on needed, that is so like high. It needed to come out Bless because you. it was going to bother me the whole time. And I would not be able to give you guys my all. <laughs> just trying to hold back a sneeze the whole time. So I apologize. Bless Go you. ahead. Um, Thank you. And I don't even know. Okay. In 1955, Jim founded the People's Temple of Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. My brain wants to say Indiana. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's in it's in Indiana. Indianapolis is the capital of Indiana. Yeah, I know. Oh, my brain just thought... wants to say Indiana. I'm not looking at you for no. For some reason, facts right now. For some reason, I thought in my head that you were like, I just want to say Indiana. Like Indiana is an abbreviation for Indianapolis. No. Oh no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis. 
Um, this church was known for its multiracial members, which was rare during the time because of racial se- segregation. Right. Um, sometime in the 1960s, Jones came across a magazine article that listed nine safe places to live in the event of a nuclear bomb. Um, one of these cities listed was Eureka, California. This was all Jones needed to know. So he convinced church members um, that they needed to move to California because a nuclear attack would happen July 15th, 1967. Like he had a specific date when this was going to happen. Like it was just a, it was just like a feeling that he had? No, I don't fucking know. This was no. What... He was obsessed also with um, um, like catastrophic events. Like he thought an apocalypse was going to happen. Like a uh, nuclear bomb would fall yeah. and that was bound to happen. Like it was, there was no. Like in his head, he was like, this is for sure yes. happening. It's just a matter and of so when. And so he thought by telling these people, hey, let's move to California. He was saving their lives. Right. Okay. Well, isn't that always the shtick? I is. think they're saving people and they end up being what kills them. Yes. And. Oh, people can't say the look we just gave each other. We were like, you like, just... really? <laughs> Um, so Jones and 70 other people moved to Redwood Valley in California and later the church would expand to San Francisco and LA by the 1970s. Members of the church saw themselves as being more like a family that was devoted to doing good for the community and for each other than they were a church. Um, so they weren't just a random group of people. They were actually like, they considered themselves like close enough to like help each other. Like, um, the article said that people even... They worked together to help members get themselves weaned off of alcohol and drugs. Gotcha. And to okay. become cleaner. Re- rehabilitation. Yes. Um, wanting to expand the church members, Jones met with a man named Father Divine. Uh, Divine, yes. Who was the founder of the Peace Mission Movement. Father Divine had a large following and members of his movement saw him as being God. Oh, boy. Shortly after receiving a jail sentence for being a public nuisance, the judge who assigned him that sentence died. Father Divine took the ownership of that death, claiming that he, quote-unquote, hated to do it. Well, I hate, I hate, I hate, to, hated do to do it, it. But I did it. He sentenced me to jail, so oh, I killed him. Man. Um, Father Divine and his wife, Mother Divine, lived in Pennsylvania and had a lot of what Jones envision- envisioned himself being. Um, they had a multiracial congregation, believed in racial equality, and preached abstinence. Once Father Divine passed away in 1965, Jones tried to overtake the peace mission, but Mother Divine... Oh, wait. Overtake the peace mission, but failed to do so. He even claimed that he was the reincarnated preacher. That's... I don't think that's how that works. No. Uh, Mother Divine was like, fuck you, and she kicked him and his followers out, though. Yeah, that's... Because she's like, that's not how any of this works. No. Like, you don't just casually go into a grown person's body no. to be reincarnated. Um, no. I didn't think about that until just Refer now. back to our episode one, reincarnation. reincarnation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, before she could kick him out, though, he did manage to snag a few members of the uh, peace mission. Oh. Uh, Jones actually had a hard time um, following what he was preaching, and was arrested in December of 1973 for lewd conduct in a movie theater. Oh, my he God. He was addicted to pharmaceutical drugs in his final months of life. Jones was also said to have sexual relations with some of his male and female followers. However, an ex-member said that Jones claimed to be the only heterosexual on the planet. 
saying that, quote, all this was the ex-member. She said she or he, I don't know who it was, said this, um, that he claimed all women were lesbians, all guys were gay, and anyone who showed interest in sex was overcompensating. For what? I don't know. Okay. Um, a different ex-member came forward and said that Jones hated when there was any romantic interest within the group because it took away from their cause and the focus needed to be on work. This guy is a real pain in the fucking ass. Yes. He's, he's a real stickler for the rules. Yeah. But he was also like doing what he fornicating wanted. with people of the, of he was, he was doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Fornication. Fornification. With, with anybody, male, female, female he didn't matter. care. Yeah. Well, and he was like popping like pills. Yeah. I mean, he said he was addicted to pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, a hypocrite. Right. Right. I, I, the one, um, fuck, it wasn't Rolling Stone. It was a different one that I looked over briefly when I was, um, like initially trying to get, figure out what topic we were going to do. Um, it said that he, shit, I can't remember what, which one it was, whichever one it was said that, um, he would basically like use any of the women there were used for his sex, like used for sex. Yeah. Like they were there. Women were there to cater to when he wanted to have sex. But when anybody else did it. With each other. Yeah. But he was the only heterosexual. Right. That makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the temple had a pet chimpanzee named Mr. Muggs. Jones claimed to have rescued him from experimentation. However, it was later found out that he purchased the monkey from a pet store. Nice. Way to fucking go. Why would you make up a fucking sick backstory for this little monkey? <laughs> Why would you drag him into this shit? Right. Um, the monkey became the mascot for the temple, and he would defend Jones if anyone came near them. Well, because he, they don't fucking know any better, no. okay? If he knew who, what kind of person he was, he would have been like, no, fuck this guy. Right. Exactly. I'm just saying. Uh, Mr. Muggs tragically passed away during the Jonestown massacre. I'm not going to tell you how it happened. I don't really want to do that. I kind of left that part out, but rest in peace All to I'm Mr. saying Muggs. is they really should have left Mr. Muggs out of this. He never should have been drug into this shit. I agree. I agree entirely. And he made up some tragic backs. And Mr. Muggs is like, he fucking lying. Yeah, he I didn't go through any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's making shit Mr. up. Muggs. I feel so bad. Yeah. I wish I would have read about he him. He fucking needs some. We need to get some justice. For Mr. Muggs? For Mr. That's fucking bullshit, dude. I'm pissed. <laughs> Mr. Muggs. I'm so fucking pissed. Oh, my God. Um, in 1972, a married couple named Tim and Grace Stowen had a baby named John Victor Stone. I think it's Stone. I think so. I think we're on the same page. Jones claimed that he was the father of this baby, though, um, which ultimately led to a bunch of, like, um, uh, I keep wanting the fucking same maternity, paternal issues. Like, um, yeah, no. yeah, paternal, paternal yeah, the father, like, yeah, yes. Um, <clears throat> in 1976, Grace, Grace left the church, but also left behind her son with the dad, Tim. Grace said that she feared for her and John's life. So she left and a year later, Tim left the church, but they tried to, they left John there. First of all, let's just fucking, they were like, fuck this kid. They left him out. with Jim. That's his real dad, Jules. Is it, though? Right. This guy's a fucking nut job, is it? Right. Um, so, 
they tried to get John back through the court system. And um, the court system actually was like, yeah, he needs to give the the kid back. Like, he, he I mean, it's, Jones is not well, the dad. Why? I'm confused as to, okay, so did, did, he, did Jim want him? Like, Jim I'm, claimed that he was the dad. I'm so confused because some random person can't just show up and be like, yeah, I'm his dad. And then, like, you have to go to court to get your child back from this random person. That's not they, how any of that well, works. So... They went through the U.S. court, but it is important to note that at the time, they were already in Jonestown. Right. Like, they weren't in the United States anymore. Yeah. There was, like, this whole process. Yeah, but I'm just confused, I guess. So am I. Like, that doesn't make... I feel like that just doesn't make sense. No. None of this is adding up. Um. Obviously, Jones refused to get the kid back, so they... Um, so what they just, they were like, no, he doesn't want to give him up. We're just going to let him keep him. Like what? No, I don't don't know. I, but I've never been in that situation. So I don't know if maybe like they were afraid that they were going to die. I don't know that like he would have killed them. I'm not sure. I feel like if, if that was my child, I would not leave them. Well, I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't leave them, but I also like, for well, okay, so you left him, but then you were like, no, we want him back. Well, we, you could have taken him in the first place. I don't know if it's that simple, though. I'm ne- I don't know how cults work. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess I don't We don't either. know because we've never been That's in one. That's true. I don't know what kind of shit they, like, signed okay. or whatever. Who fucking knows? Um, Maybe they fucking signed over their firstborn to this guy. I don't fucking know. Exactly. I've never been in a cult. So, um, unfortunately, John Victor Stone was one of the 304 kids that were found dead in Jonestown. So, he did die. Okay. Um, They never did get him back. Um, Going back to Leo Ryan, um, he sent a letter to Jones asking if he could come see the settlement when he first heard about how bad it was there and he wanted to go check it out. Yeah. At first, Jones said no, and then he agreed. Um, when Leo got there, he was accompanied by four journalists. And while visiting, there were multiple people who were a part of this church, cult, whatever, um, who asked if they could actually return to the States with, with him because they really? wanted to go. They wanted to be out. Um, Jones saw this as an act of betrayal. Once they left the settlement, Leo Ryan, the journalist, and the followers who were going back to the States were sitting on the airstrip waiting to leave when Jones sent a truck carrying multiple gunmen who opened fire. When the shooting stopped, four people, including the congressmen, were killed and many other were injured. Okay. Um, directly after the shooting, Jones had convinced 900 of his followers to commit suicide. Otherwise, the... How did we say we were going to say? Uh... I forget what we're even talking about. What is the word? Um, it's like the, the place where they are. G-U-Y... A N E S E, Guyana. I forget to Guyana. Guy. What did I say? I don't remember. These words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, why can't I remember? Guyanese. The Guyanese. I think Guyana is what. Guyana. So Guyanese. Guyanese. Yeah. Guyanese. The Guyanese military. I am so sorry if we butchered all some some history person is out there like maybe not listening Girls, to this they've podcast. already when i sneezed they turned it they off were okay, <laughs> they were right. like we've lost all sneezing. i'm turning this shit off 
We've lost all They've followers. not made it this no. far even. Hi, so. Mom. It's Mom's okay. the only one that made it. Yeah, she's the only one listening. <laughs> um, the Guyanese military would come and take their kids away. Um, so basically, he was like, you better do this or you're going to lose everything. Right. Um, in the end, 900 people drank cyanide-laced punch, which many thought was Kool-Aid, but it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. It was an off-brand named Flavor-Aid. Flavor-Aid, yeah. Flavor-Aid, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there were some people who managed to avoid drinking the juice. However, a mom and her three-year-old son went on a 35-mile walk to go on a picnic, quote-unquote picnic, because they were escaping, but they said picnic to, like, leave. Um, two men managed to bypass armed security and escape. Three men were on a mission from Jones to deliver a suitcase full of money to someone. And one woman managed to sleep in her cabin through the whole thing. She woke up the next morning to bro. She was probably like, "What? How long was I asleep? Yes. Like seriously? Well, I mean, imagine. Right. You go to sleep, everything's fine. You wake up, everybody's fucking dead. You're right. Like, you're like, what the fuck? These people are coming back from a thirty-five mile fucking picnic hike. Mm-hmm. No, they never came back. They escaped. Yeah. They, they were, but she, when she, um, the article said when she came out of her cabin, she woke up to people uh, bodies being draped in uh, sheets. Wow. So, I mean, they were everywhere. Like, there were, and they were all face down. I think some, or the majority of them were face down. Yeah. Um, which I haven't seen a picture of. I'm going to have to Google that. Um, there were also two farewell notes found inside Jonestown, one of which, def- there are conflicting stories because a guy who was there said that this person who wrote one of the notes would have never defended Jim Jones, but there is other people saying that, no, he actually wrote that note. Like, it's, gotcha. he defended so no him. one really knows. No, no one, one really knows sure. who wrote them, but um, one of them defends Jim Jones, saying that he did not order a strike on the congressman and says, quote, if anybody understands, it matters not. I am ready to die now. Darkness settles over Jonestown on its last day on earth, end quote. Um, more tragedy actually followed Jonestown, including more suicides and some even, even some murders of ex-members. Wow. Um, Jones made it so there were armed guards all around them. No one was getting out of Jonestown alive. Even victims, some victims even had marks on their bodies suggesting that Jones had people inject the poison in them. It is known now as a mass murder rather than a mass suicide, and part of that determination is because there were kids involved who didn't know what was going on and because right. there were injection sites right. on some of the people. That's so fucked. So that's what I got. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And there are – my mom told me that there are, like, m- documentaries on it. Like, she knows about this story and she told, yeah. uh, told us and that's, the viewers to watch them. That's really uh, – that's so great. I, I'd never heard that. It just seems like there was like a lot of drama going on. There was just a lot of death and a yeah. lot of drama and a lot of like this guy being like, you can't do this and this and this. But I'm going to do it. But like still trying to preach equality. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. No, it's like he's such a contradiction. Yes. Like all around. Like in theory, this guy had a good mindset of trying to teach and or not teach but preach um racial equality right but he fucking killed 900 people yeah first of all you convinced uh, let's say it wasn't all 900 because you know it's not 
Right. He convinced a couple hundred people to kill themselves. And it's really crazy to me because I feel it's like, okay, Kimmy Schmidt, right? Kimmy oh Schmidt, God, is, it's a fantastic show that's on Netflix. But the thing is, is that, you know, this this guy, like, he traps all of these, they call them the mole women or whatever, right? And he, yeah. like, traps them in this bunker for, like, X amount of years. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because people people are like, that would never happen to me. But it's like... It could. It, but, like, there are some people out there that are so able to, like, fucking convince people that they're, like, the... I mean, they're, like, some kind of god or something. But you also and, have to keep in mind that this started out as a church. Right. And I'm not... I'm not a religious person, but it... You know, when you go to church you go there because it's supposed to be a safe place for you right yeah it's supposed to be well it's supposed we to be we won't get too into it's, that but but the thing is is that you know i feel like people like him like jim jones use things that maybe potentially have good intentions like racial equality and mm-hmm. stuff that people so badly want to see happen in mm-hmm. the world and they're like maybe this guy could do it and he uses that shit and he uses that, you know, like he like dangles that fish in front of them, you yep. know, and they're like, because they want it so bad for themselves and for people like them. And then he just uses it to do all this fucked up bad shit and yep. control them and live out his weird fucking Hitler fantasies. Yes. And there are so many like, words to describe him and I just. Yeah. Weird is just at the very bottom of that He's list. He's really fucked. He's a fucked up individual. He's really fucked up. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to add before we go ahead and get into mine? Nope. Okay. I am I am very excited for yours. Mine's super interesting. It's not um, quite as crazy, but it's still pretty crazy. Okay, so I did Heaven's Gate, um, which I'm sure that people it happened not so long i mean jules's was in the 70s right yours was in the yes. 70s um mine took place i mean mostly in the 1990s so it's not that long ago so i'm sure oh God, yeah. potentially a lot of the people listening maybe have heard of it i haven't heard of it until you kind of explained it to me a little bit okay so i'm, but I'm also a sheltered person so <laughs> right okay i'll go ahead and get into it so marshall applewhite was born on may 17th 1931 in spur texas Before finding his unusual calling with Heaven's Gate, Applewhite seemed to lead a fairly normal life. He graduated from Austin College in 1952 and got married that same year. He spent two years in the Army. Applewhite was known for his musical and dramatic talents. He sang opera and was a good public speaker, which I feel like all these fucking Mm -hmm. cult leaders are like good public speakers um in the early 1960s he tried for a while to make as an actor in new york city but failed he then became an assistant professor at the university of alabama where he served as choir master for several groups and then he returned to texas to head up the music department at a university in houston so he seems like a normal guy yeah you know um That's never the case. So while in Houston, Applewhite's life began to fall apart. He and his wife got a divorce in 1968, and they had had two children together. Um, There are reports that he struggled with his sexual identity, that maybe he was closeted, I guess. Um, In 1970, he left his job and seemed to be having some sort of a nervous breakdown. 
Two years later, Applewhite met Bonnie Nettles, a nurse with a strong knowledge of the Bible, as well as an interest in more unusual spiritual matters. Now, I read two different articles, Rolling Stone. I also, um, there was an article about mine. Mm-hmm. Um, theirs was some of the stuff I was like, I don't think this is right. Okay. So I'm going to maybe fact check um, Rolling Stone and maybe say that some of their information was not correct. Okay. Um, but I read a few different articles and like some of it was conflicting. Some said that he had a near-death experience and that's why he was in the hospital, which led him to meet Bonnie Nettles. And then another article I read said that he was in a psychiatric ward. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means he had a near-death experience, which maybe caused him to have like a psychotic break or something. And then he ended up in a... I I wonder if... I mean, you said that he was on the verge of a mental breakdown anyway. Yeah, he like mentally wasn't doing so hot. So I wonder... Like he was struggling with a lot. So I'm not sure. And I don't want to put any information out there that's maybe not correct. Um, So, but they met. She was his nurse. Okay. Um, They would later decide that they were the two mentioned in the book of Revelations and that they were on an important spiritual mission. Applewhite and Nettles spent months on the road wandering around the country. They believed that their higher calling allowed them to ignore earthly laws, and they were eventually arrested for credit card fraud in 1974. Oh, those fucking earthly laws. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were like, no, this doesn't pertain to us. <laughs> those charges were dropped, and Bonnie was let go. But come to find out, Applewhite had rented a car in St. Louis and never returned it. So he actually ended up doing six months in prison for stealing a rental car. <laughs> so she got out and he stayed. Oh my god! So while how he did was, they, how did it drop of identity theft? How do you just drop identity theft? Honestly, uh, I don't know. I've I, seen the movie. The sev- it's theft. the seventies. Oh, I guess that's so. True. I guess maybe I don't know. The technology wasn't there or something. I don't really know. But anyway, so while too he was in, work. yeah, they were like, it's too much work. Just let him go. Um. While he was in prison, he began to, like, f- dig further into the beliefs that him and Bonnie shared. Um, they thought that they came from what they termed the level above human, a physical and literal version of heaven and outer space, and were sent to help others reach this same next level. So they're aliens. To them, the human body was just a vehicle, and that to ascend from this world, people had to separate from all that was human within themselves, including their earthly needs and desires. They believed that a UFO would soon take them back to the next level after their mission was complete. Oh my god. Wanting to share their knowledge with others, Applewhite and Nettles began traveling again. Applewhite did most of the talking during the informational sessions that they had while he relied on her strength and spiritual wisdom. People became interested in them and what they were preaching, and they started to develop a following. In 1975, they attracted around 20 followers after a meeting in Oregon, which caught the attention of the national news. Applewhite and Nettles were also the subject of a 1976 book entitled UFO Missionaries Extraordinary. Uncomfortable with increased public scrutiny, Applewhite and Nettles sent their followers to travel the country as missionaries while they kept a low profile. So they kind of sent their little following that they got to go out and to preach what they what they were, you know, believing or trying to yeah. get people to believe. Um, while they kind of laid low for a while and hung hung back. 
Um, at the group's peak, it had about 200 members. Applewhite and Nettles began weeding out their followers, keeping only the most dedicated and obedient members. So your guy, Jim Jones, was like, we'll take anybody. Yes. Whereas these two were like, let's be selective. I don't know. Well, they only want really fit the bill. Yeah. So um, they spent several years living at different campsites, um, making sure that their followers kept busy performing tasks for the group and trying to curb their human nature. The group experimented with several unusual diets. Drinking and smoking were forbidden, and some male members, including Applewhite himself, were later castrated. So they got a little snip snip, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Lying and, bra- <laughs> liking and, lying and breaking the rules were considered major offenses. Uniformity was also important to Applewhite and Nettles. Members all wore baggy clothing and had short hair essentially to mask gender and identity. Oh, I'm sorry, sexuality. I just made up a whole word that was in that. It's not sexual. It's not identity. It's sexuality. Um, in the 1980s, the group rented houses in several regions, including the Dallas area. And some members even started getting jobs in the outside world using fake names. What? Yeah. Then in 1985, Bonnie died of cancer. The group began to reject their earlier belief in what they called biological metamorphosis, wherein their human bodies would chemically transform into extraterrestrial forms. Instead, they now envisioned abandoning their human bodies on Earth and transferring their consciousness through unspecified te- technological spiritual means oh my God. into new extraterrestrial next level bodies. So in their heads, they're going to, their consciousness, mm-hmm. they're essentially going to upload them into alien bodies. This is, this That's is wild. Next level bodies is what they call them. So there's human and then there's next level. So aliens. Yeah. Um, but Bonnie passing away kind of like messed with Marshall a little bit, kind of like threw him off his game for like a couple years. Um, but by the late 1980s, he regained some of his crazy energy back and started spreading the word of the imminent end of the earth. The group made a series of videos called Beyond Human, The Last Call, that featured information about the group and the next level in the early 1990s, which were broadcast via satellite. Which I'm, I'm like, on TV? Like, how were they broadcast? Also, why is it all of these um, cults are, like, the end of the world? I know. Oh, yeah. They're very... And that's why when you said that, I was like, mm-hmm. Because that's pretty fucking much how they all are. Like, that doesn't make they sense. All why very... do you have to have the end of the world happening in order for you to be in a... Well, I don't... I think... It's kind of like a comfort thing. It's kind of like using people's all panic already of like being afraid of the end of the world or any kind of like disaster. Okay, take the pandemic for example. It made mm-hmm. a lot of people very vulnerable, right? Yeah. And look at all of the different views and takes that have been that are out there with COVID and stuff and just and you know what I mean? Like how I guess blindly true. certain people follow certain things. I won't get into details. Yeah. But you know no, what I'm I saying? Like, yeah. I think they, t- they kind of use, and you know, like aliens and UFOs and stuff like that were really big in the 90s, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, so they're already using people's, I guess, vulnerability and they're using it. Well, what's more vulnerable than the end of the world? That's true. And 
well, you better be with us because we're going to help you survive it. We're going to help you get I through guess it. That's true. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, it's like Vault Tech with Fallout. Oh my God, I was like going to It's like Vault Tech coming to your door and being like, you want to survive <laughs> the nuclear fallout? I was literally going to say. You need to buy into one of our vaults. Like that type situation. Okay. Like they, I feel like they utilize the end of the world because that's the worst Is thing Vault you can think of. Right? Well, the cultist, the moth. The cultist, that's and, true. But like, if you think about it, what is more convincing than we will help you survive the end of the world? Nothing. We know what needs to happen. We have this bit of information that nobody else has and it, we're offering it exclusively to you and it's going to help you. I guess that's true. To to survive when other people will. What if you sell your shit? Yeah. Better than anyone else? Yeah. And he was, a, go- like he was you- a good public speaker. Marshall Applewhite was a good public speaker. He wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. He he could be whatever he needed to be to convince people. I feel like if you specifically were to come to me yeah. and you were to try to convince me that something was like a crayon was green instead of blue. Cerulean. And you were... Cerulean. It's cerulean. And you were like, because I trust you. Yeah. And you were like, you sounded like you knew your shit. I'd believe right. you. I'd be like, fuck, maybe it is. Yeah. And, and never underestimate when somebody is in a vulnerable state or somebody is, uh, just never underestimate the power of using, um, like, I guess, what am I trying to say? Of using people's insecurities against them? Not insecurities. I guess I'm looking for a word, but like, mm-hmm. like panicked, you know, like, yeah, just yeah. like them yeah. being vulnerable. Like, never underestimate the power that that vulnerability holds. Yeah, insecurities isn't a good word. Like, yeah. um, fears. Yeah, they're fears. Fear can push people to believe and do certain things that they maybe wouldn't do if they weren't so afraid. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyway. Um, oh, boy. Where were you? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. The group also took out um, ads worldwide. And so, and it they were broadcasting these pitches essentially mm-hmm. via satellite, but they also took out ads worldwide, including USA Today in 1993. The headline of that ad read UFO cult resurfaces with final offer. So they're like, we're here again to once again, tell you all mm-hmm. what's going to happen. This is the last time we're offering this to you. And if you don't follow us, then you're fucked basically. So anyway, the discovery of the Hale-Bopp comet in 1995 drew the interest of Applewhite. Do you remember the Hale-Bopp comet? I, I mean, not. I guess we were like babies. Like, yeah. We were literally babies. That was kind of dumb. Anyway, <laughs> he saw the comet as a sign that a spaceship was coming to take them to the next level. By 1996, the group was operating a successful computer business and lived in an exclusive neighborhood in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They also produced more videos encouraging others to leave with them, saying that it was the last chance to evacuate Earth before it's recycled. Um, so they were really one of the first. They used. The Internet was new then and they really used it. Yeah. The Internet was becoming what it would eventually be yeah. now. That's when it started and they utilized it. They really utilized it. Yeah. Um, and I want to say that they still have a website. <gasps> Stop. Really? Yeah. I, I think. Let's um, not visit it. But anyway, so as the Hale-Bopp comet drew closer to Earth in 1997, 
Applewhite and his followers prepared to make their exit from this world. On March 21st, they ate a last supper at a restaurant, which I'm pretty sure I read was a Cracker Barrel. Could be wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah. All ordering the same thing. Turkey pot pie, cheesecake with blueberries, and iced tea. So if you're allergic to any of those, you're fucked. <laughs> because he that's it for the meal. Them, right? Yeah, he's like, this is the fucking meal. If you're allergic God. to blueberries, you're going to have to fucking I guess it wouldn't it. matter if you're going to... That's true. Like... That's true. So anyway, a day or two later, when the comet was closest to the planet, Applewhite and his followers took their own lives by taking phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding, and then washed it down with vodka. Additionally, they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingest- ingesting the mix to induce asphyxiation. That, like, makes me panic. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, ingest this poison, wash it down with a little alcohol, and then suffocate yourself, basically. What is wrong with these people? On March 26th, the bodies of all 39 members were found by police, dressed in identical black shirts, black sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decade athletic sneakers, and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. They also had purple shrouds covering their upper bodies. And when the news of Heaven's Gate's deaths broke, many people were shocked and horrified by the mass suicide, mostly because, not mostly, and that was choice of words but partly because like not that long before that snl did a skit making fun of them <gasps> oh yeah so it was bad kind of, yeah bad, bad. um the media um showed clips from a rambling video that applewhite made shortly before the suicides explaining their mission and encouraging others to follow members also um recorded their own exit videos too I don't think that they were shown or anything. Maybe their families. That's but sad. I don't that know if he, the media used them. He, both of our people convinced yeah. all of these people that they had to kill themselves in order to like yeah. be okay, essentially. Yeah. Like that's horrible. And imagine yeah. having that much power over somebody. Yeah. I mean, I know mine's not quite like 900 people, but it's still like... 39 people that's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot yeah um there have been many articles though um covering heaven's gate um many articles some documentaries and there's actually a newer one that's on hbo max i guess called heaven's gate the cult of cults i think i added that to our list did you yeah yeah i haven't i don't know anything about it i'm not gonna say if it's a good depiction or or how it is or anything like that but if you guys are interested and you want to know more um because this is that's about all i have really yeah um you can check it out i'm sure that has more of the you know the names of some of the people and uh, some of their backstories maybe Mm -hmm. some other little details um but that that's about all I have. Nike did, though, um, discontinue the distribution of the Nike Decade sneakers after this. Yeah. How could you um, not? It was said that they chose that sneaker, not for fashion purposes, but because they got it on a good deal. Believe that too. Which they were like, we need 39 pairs of these same identical sneakers. And what his can, fucking his fucking crazy ass was probably like, they all need to be this same size. And if your foot's too big, fucking squeeze oh into God, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if maybe. that's true, but maybe, maybe though, maybe it all had to be, you know, uniformity, God. but the pictures are chilling, of, are they? like the police, like 
yeah finding them and them all laying the same way and having the purple the purple like sheet over their upper bodies do you have one pulled up that's actually show me later i actually which i'm extremely sorry if it seems like it's in poor taste or if it or if it's like maybe a little disrespectful but i was going to use one of the pictures actually as my uh cover for maybe just don't use any of the ones that are like no one's faces or anything in well that's what i was going to use oh the body nobody's faces are in it or anything and i'm sorry if it's in poor taste i'm not i don't mean it to be Mm, yeah but that's what i was going to use so that people could see it i'm sure maybe after listening to it they would be like oh my god that's so interesting i don't know Yeah. yeah but um yeah, that's about all I have okay. for that. It's so crazy. It is crazy. It's cults really crazy. Are, cults are insane. Yeah. And, you know, I say that I'm not into them. I say that they've never really held or piqued my interest too much. And then you read about them and you're like, holy shit, this is insane. Oh, my God. Look. Oh, shit. Everything's plugged in. Look at all the fucking people. Oh, is that? Oh, my God. Whoa. That's Those are all people. That's crazy. Oh, my God. They're, like, piled on top of each other. It really reminds me of the episode of The X-Files. Sorry for always bringing up The X-Files. The X-Files. There's an episode um, called The Field Where I Died. And they, essentially what happens is, like, this guy convinces all these people to drink this, uh, poisoned laced juice and they all die and then like that have i seen that one uh probably yeah it's pretty good like Mulder actually ends up making a connection with one of the girls that's in the cult because she has split personality disorder Mm -hmm. and one of her personality well all of her personalities are from past lives that she's lived okay one of them knew Mulder and Mulder's past life Oh. Yeah. So they make this connection and the field where they found this cult, because they were like underground, the field where the FBI went and found them is actually the same field where like Mulder and his past life died. Isn't there an episode of Psych about a cult? Mm, I could be wrong. I think it is there. I don't think so. We don't ever talk about Psych. Psych is such a good show. Psych oh my god, it's so good. Um, I don't know if my picture would be no. in poor taste too. Then that's, that's up to you. Because tra- if I we mean, do, I mean, you know, like I'm not trying to, like, I guess take away from what these people went through, or, uh, like, be demeaning to them or like anything yeah. like that. You know, by using these pictures, it's just the reality of it. it you is, know, yeah. like. And okay, so I put we I post this picture on my social media, and somebody sees it that maybe didn't want to, but you also could Google it and find it. It'll it's one of the first pictures that pops up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess the but only I'll... thing that would be, the only thing that would be wrong about doing it is like, we we're not using this to get attention or no. like get people interested in the podcast. It's it's just. Like it's a picture. It's, it's a part of, history. it's a part of the story that we're telling. And, uh, we'll, we'll do, we'll look around a little and we'll see what we can come up with, but yeah. just, just a warning at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I really want to, I also want to say that I read somewhere that Frank Ocean did depicted Heaven's Gate 
like the Nikes, the purple covering over their heads mm-hmm. in one of his like music videos or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. And, you know, I'm sure that they're, those Nike sneakers are probably like worth a lot of money. Yeah. Like if you have a pair somewhere, you know, yeah. like somebody back then that was able to snag a pair or, yeah, I'm sure they're worth a lot. 100%. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it's, I, I, I just want to know that line of like using something like that, that imagery in a music video when these people died, you know, yeah. and like making potentially profiting off of something because it made, was made famous because a lot of people died wearing them. Yeah. You know, it's like, where is that line drawn of like too far, you know, like yeah. maybe we could just include links. Don't throw that one. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Maybe we could just include links to the pictures and then yeah. we'll do the pictures of the cult leaders. Yeah. But then the also like, do we want to give those guys attention? And that's We're, another, and that's another thing that I always struggle with too. I'm like, you, that's why I always use the faces in these or not like, not why I use. Okay. We as a podcast have used pictures of murderers and stuff mm-hmm. in the past And it's like, yes, their stories are the stories that we're telling these fucked up human beings committing these murders. But it's also like, I'm so sick of that. Like, I'm so sick of like these people getting attention for doing bad things. Yeah. You know, and it's like, where do we start giving attention to the victims and the people that were wronged and the people that were hurt? You know, if they want the attention, but. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's like. How many of these, like, I just read something that Ryan Murphy, you know, the creator of American Horror Story is making a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer Mm. movie or show with Evan Peters. And it's like, we got to stop giving these fucking guys attention. Yeah. Like, we really got to stop. Like, because we did a fucking podcast on Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, that was my topic. And it's disgust. He's, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to even read his stories. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, when do we just draw the line of, like, we got to stop giving these people attention? Yeah. And I get a lot of them aren't here anymore to, like, know they're still getting attention. But it's, like, those of some of those victims' families are still alive and could still see that, oh, look, they're fucking making another Jeffrey Dahmer story, you know? And it's, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's fucked up. Well, we'll, we'll I get, figure it out. I get... I get lost in the, like, you know, what's right and what's wrong with this kind of stuff. I do, too. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like we are trying to, like, use any of these stories or anything like that for, like, attention or to get the podcast. You know, like, it's not about that. Yeah. It's really just to to tell these stories because a lot of them are, like, are fascinating. There's a lot to Mm -hmm. them. And, um... It's to just remember that there's just fucked up shit in this world. Yeah. You know? Well, we will, uh, we'll figure it out. We can talk about it. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah. I was just saying. I just don't want anybody. I agree with you. I just, I don't want anybody to think that we're being disrespectful. I don't either. And that's why I don't. Yeah. Know what the best thing is because I don't know if people are going to want to see like the pictures of, um, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but next week we're doing aliens, aliens, and I'm excited about that. So next Easter Sunday, be ready to hear about some, 
extraterrestrials. Yes. Do we have an idea of what alien? I like what topic? Like I know aliens, but that's such a broad thing. Yeah. Are we doing like abduction stories? Are we doing just um, aliens in I general? We whatever did, we want. We already did abduction stories. Maybe we could take it uh, like uh, sightings. Just I don't know. There's a lot Ooh, of places we could take yeah, it. Yeah, let's do alien sightings. <gasps> Crop circles. Maybe yeah. I mean, that's what, if that's what you want to do. There's know. a lot of different places that we could take. Aliens is very broad. It is very broad. That's why I was like, "What are we?" That's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of places we could take it, but I'm excited. It's one of my all-time favorite topics. I know you love aliens. I do. So. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank so you. So sorry it's a day late. Blame my allergies. Blame the spring. Also, sorry for the hot mess of the start. Yeah. Of this <laughs> yeah. We're, we were like really hyped up on sugar. And then the further end of the episode we got, the more calm I feel well, like it got. Because for me, it's like when I, when I, it's like draining to hear about all this. Yes, for me, like I'm the kind of person and I, and you are too, mm-hmm. um, we are very like um, empathetic. Yes, we have a lot of empathy for a lot of people and situation. And it's so heavy to hear and talk about these stories mm-hmm. and to read like true crime. True crime. True crime. Um, true crime is really hard for me. Like, yes, I love. I I like. Okay, love is probably really strong. I do like reading. Um, about some of the about them you know and uh i like when you guys do them and hearing your stories yeah i and i love a good you know murder documentary and all of those missing persons slash murder tv shows that we watch but they're very heavy very and they weigh on me like a lot mm-hmm. um and i, I get very like emotional yeah. yeah it's just we have a lot of empathy so it's kind of hard sometimes so it's kind of weird to say that when we do like cryptids and aliens that those are the lighter subjects for me yes. and they're like yes. better for me like mentally at least um even like haunted buildings i think haunted yeah because like, oh, there's well, just death involved yeah. and it's all very it's all very tragic and yes it's hard yeah but um we really appreciate you guys listening and um we appreciate any new followers that we've gotten mm. or listeners and any of you that have been there from the beginning, we really appreciate you. Yes. Um, and as always, follow us on social media at Unknown Podcast on Twitter and then Podcast from the Unknown on Instagram. Yes. And um, yeah, if Jules and I fucked anything up, like we said, these words are not our own. We don't claim to nope. own these stories or these, you know. Statements. Any of this stuff. Yeah, it's not our own. But if we fucked any of it up, please feel free to reach out and correct us or if we left out any any cool information yeah. or like interesting information out um feel free to like hit us up on our social medias and we'll mention it in the next episode yep um but as always we appreciate you yes thank, thank you, you guys for listening bye bye